0: What should Cowboy fans expect from Connor McGovern entering year four? And is Tyler Biotis' job safe at the center position? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked Locked on. on. Locked on Locked on Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Betonline, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys canceled the rest of their mini camp practice, took off the weekend, taking off the rest of the summer. We decided to take off Thursday and Friday, but we are back, ready to talk about the Cowboys. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Uh, it is just afternoon here in Dallas because I have flown into Dallas for two weeks to visit family and it is 97 degrees outside and I 100% understand why the Cowboys have canceled their mini camp practices after stepping outside and being reminded what a uh, Texas summer is like. So uh, I'm good, but I am warm.
0: Yes. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's jump into today's show because we've got a lot to talk about. We're continuing our training camp uh, preview. You know, getting you guys ready for uh, practices, which start in about a month. Seems yeah. crazy, but we're almost there. But uh, today, we're talking about the interior offensive line, and Lane, This is one spot where the Cowboys they've got a lot of depth, but still a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. outside of just one player. Uh, and let's start with that one player, Zach Martin. Uh, we're going into year, year eight, year nine
1: for Zach Martin, now,
0: something like that. In four,
1: drafted at 14, so this is year eight,
0: right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of crazy that we're already in year eight. But um, I there was some talk on the, the socials that maybe Zach Martin slipped a little bit as the season went on last year, didn't play as well in the playoff game. Uh, do you buy that at all? Or do you think he's still the best guard in football?
1: I think he's still the best guard in football. I mean, he he may not have played some of his best games here at the end of the season, but I mean, I think he was dealing with you know season long nicks and bruises. I mean, he missed some time, you know. So I, I think for him, it's it's he's still one of the, if not the very best guard in football. Uh, I certainly am not counting out. I'm certainly not you know taking a temporary dip in his uh, in his play as a the long term solution. He's still young for an offensive lineman. Uh, and he's still got a lot of good football left in him. Yeah,
0: I mean, we, we've got a lot of things to talk about. We don't have to spend much time on Zach Martin. No. He's a, he's still a pretty good player, I would have to say. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, he is the one constant on the offensive line. I mean, when he played last year, he was incredible. Uh, really has no weakness. The Cowboys also have the added flexibility of, hey, we know if something were to happen at right tackle we can slide him over there if we need him to slide to play left tackle i'm sure he would do it just as fine so don't need to spend a lot of time on zach martin i want to talk about the other guard tyler smith who again we are projecting that he's going to start in week one uh, we've talked about him a ton as a prospect where he fits in after the cowboys uh, selected him at pick number 24 just want to ask you kind of what we've seen and what we've heard from mini camps and otas How do you think things are going for Tyler Smith so far?
1: Yeah, it's hard to get a good gauge because we've kind of heard. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, we've heard people talking and kind of clutching their pearls of the fact that he's moved around from tackle to guard a little bit and that he's not necessarily running with the first team offensive line all the time, which is concerning to some folks. But I think for me, you know, I'm more concerned about how it sounds like he's picking things up and you're getting rave reviews about who he is. Uh, as a mental athlete as a, as a guy who uh, uh, as a personable person as someone who's a, a student of the game so those are all positive uh, developments you're hearing about how strong he is mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm wondering if some of that strength showed up so much that you know they actually end up getting fined for being a little bit too physical in some of these practices so you know I think so far so good but it's also very early on uh, it's, and we haven't gotten a lot of information here yet so I think I think you know it's it, it's it's nice to have a, a a nice floor and it sounds like someone like Connor McGovern might provide you know uh insurance there yes. in case the Smith doesn't quite pan out the way we hope but it sounds like so far so good
0: yeah th- there was one quote from Zach Martin that I saw actually this morning where he was talking about um he just works so hard and he listens and he's coachable and he said if you as long as you have that we can work with it and it was I mean, it's nice that the offensive linemen already have kind of taken a liking to Tyler Smith. It doesn't mean he's a great player already, but they believe that in time, if he buys into the coaching and listens to what they have to say, that he's going to be okay. Uh, and that, that's honestly, that's, that's the biggest takeaway that you can have during OTAs mini camps Because without pads, we really have no idea what these guys actually look like.
1: Yeah, we'll have a much better idea, you know, in a month or two when we start seeing these practices and at, at Oxnard, uh, what kind of player we got in Tyler Smith.
0: All right. Uh let's do uh let's talk about the other starter or projected starter, Tyler Biotis, the Cowboys mm-hmm. center going into year three. I actually thought he improved a little bit in year two. I I don't know if he gets that credit, uh, but I did I, I thought he got better. But is it good enough? I, I think that's the best, biggest question around Tyler Biatch's is he good enough at the center position, or are the Cowboys going to look to, to upgrade him this year?
1: I agree with both those points. I think he got a lot better last year, especially as the season went on. Uh, it, it felt like as the latter part of the season started to come around, it started to click a little bit more for him. Um, but you're right. I also don't think that he's you know necessarily at a spot where he's uh, you know beyond replaceable. You know, if, if they found somebody that could play the position cleaner and, and was a little bit stronger, you know, that's why I think that the, the kind of conversations about uh, someone like Matt Farniak or Connor McGovern has, has kind of come up because you, you feel like maybe some of those, one of those two, other two guys might provide a little bit more power uh, at the center position. Um, so I think as far as, you know, development as a, as a you know, a, a heady player that's playing the pivot that can be able to recognize what's happening on the defense is, you know, Pointing out uh, uh, alignments and, and making sure that the mic is aligned correctly, I think it's, he's 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 improved incredibly uh, along those yep. lines. The question becomes: Does he have the kind of athletic and power upside uh, to you know fend off from people like Farniak and McGovern, who are clearly also going to get uh, a good, healthy share of center snaps to kind of compete in that position?
0: Again, he's a really young player. I think he's only twenty-four years old. I thought he was a much better pass blocker this year. I just wasn't always great, but I thought he was pretty good. And I'm curious to see what he looks like in year three, but maybe the Cowboys are searching for somebody with a little bit more athleticism. Um, Maybe somebody who's a little bit better doing some of the zone blocking stuff and somebody who's a little bit natural, more natural of an athlete. So we'll see. He's He's the one player that if he takes a big step in year three, I mean, we could be having a totally different conversation about the Cowboys' offensive line in October. It's just we did see a little bit of progression. It's just is it going to level off or is he going to keep on going up and up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the question, right? Is that he's kind of in a spot where either guys kind of are who they are or they keep growing, they keep getting better. You know, so so I, I would be. It'll be interesting to see exactly where he goes from here. He's at an interesting crossroads in his career at this point.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's continue to talk about some of the offensive line depth the Cowboys have at guard and center. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find Julie as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. That is promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured and it arrives in a discreet, our uh, discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop, stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to blue Nile.com today. All right, let's talk about the, the primary backup for the Dallas Cowboys and maybe potential starter at the guard position, Connor McGovern, um, hearing a lot of good things about McGovern in OTAs yeah. and minicamp. Mike McCarthy even talked about, uh, him being in the best shape of his life, which means, <laughs> I mean, I should buy a t-shirt that just says best shape of my life. Um, is there any real chance that he wins one of the starting interior offensive line spots this year?
1: Well, first of all, I'm in the best shape of my life because my favorite shape is round. Uh, there you go. So, I like it. Uh, 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 govern, you know, here's the thing. It's like, what a disjointed uh, career path right like you know he was a a guy that the cowboys were super excited to have drafted they they had a very high grade on him he was able to fall to them in the 3rd round and they were jumping up and down when they drafted him they mm-hmm. really liked his upside they really liked his ability to uh you know play with power play with some strength uh and then you know he dealt with some injury stuff early it it set him back we really i mean he's one of these guys who uh, you know, he get he got drafted, and then we didn't actually see him on the field for you know the first year and a half of his career, at least. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he gets in and and he and he shows you a little bit something at, at guard, but it isn't quite isn't quite what you're hoping for, you know. In total, from a guy that's a third round pick in his second year, right, or third year, and so last year, I mean. <clears throat> and then and then you know and then they they figure out a way to uh leverage his you know kind of unique athleticism in, in, into kind of a fullback spot which I thought was really interesting and and that gave him more opportunities to get on the field. I think that getting on the field even as a fullback helped his game. Uh just just kind of getting used to the speed a little bit even if it's not doing necessarily what he's always doing as a guard. Um and I also think that you know we saw at different points that when he had to come in for Zach Martin especially in that first game against Tampa Bay um he looked a lot better on the right side than he did on the left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, and I, you know, we've talked about it before that, that, that you know, there's the assumption that it's it's easy to just swap sides on an offensive line when it's really, really, you know, it can be very difficult. So I I, I I do wonder, you know, where he is in his career as far as kind of cross training different positions because clearly right guard is taken, man. And, you know, that's not going to be a spot that you're going to have a, 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 a shot at, at taking a starter position. But I is with his athleticism and now his experience, uh, they they're giving him shots at left guard until Tyler Smith kind of takes that job for him. Or they want him to take that job. But I, I do think that Connor should be considered at at center if he can figure out to pl- how to play the position. Probably because I do think the athleticism, the power that he brings, those are things that could really be solid traits. Uh, that could, you know, that he could bring to the center position, where it's a situation where he may be kind of an undersized guard at times, but at center would be a really great fit, size wise and athleticism. So they're going to keep trying him there. Uh, but if if he fails to kind of take any one of those individual spots, the the process, is, the thought process is, can he be your swing interior guy?
0: Yeah, I just I don't think he's a left guard. Uh, I'm looking at Pro Football Focus now, and it's two lowest graded <laughs> games of the yeah. season. Both came when he started at left guard. He had a 46.2 grade and a 45.7 game in the two games against Washington and New Orleans. And then against Tampa and against Philadelphia when he played extended snaps at right guard. He was good, like legitimately a good guard. I don't want to, I mean, he's obviously not Zach Martin and he's not a Pro Bowl level right guard, but he's just so much more comfortable playing on that right side. So, what do you do? What do you do with Connor McGovern when? His best spot's right guard, but you're p- backed up behind or you're playing behind Zach Martin. The best player on the
1: offensive line. Yeah. That he's and not maybe the best player spot. on your team. No.
0: It's just, I don't know. It's why he's probably destined to be just their swing into your offensive guy now because you know if, he play, if he's playing right guard, he's going to do that very well. If he's playing left guard, you can get through a game. But unless something really changed, I just don't see him starting the season for the Cowboys at any of these three spots.
1: I, I listen, I, I will play devil's advocate here and say that I do think a full off season of working at playing the other position, playing left guard could I mean, like he may come out and not look anything at left guard like he did last year. But the point was is that he couldn't do that mid season last year, right? So yes. So the question now becomes you know, did going into training camp. Did he improve his technique? Is he more comfortable playing left-handed than he was last year? Uh, and if so, like, obviously, suddenly he becomes a, uh, a a contender at both that left guard and that center spot, uh, which is ultimately all that you're looking for from McGovern at this point. You know, come in, be the swing guy, figure out a way to be able to play all three interior spots, come in, take your snaps as a, as a fullback once in a while. Uh, I think there is a role for him on this team and, and I do think that the, the, the talk we've heard about him improving in the offseason is very encouraging for the Cowboys. They need him, even if he isn't a starter, they need Connor McGovern to have improved a lot simply because they need the depth pieces inside.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. He's he's going to be a big part of their team. He's going to play a lot of snaps this year. Yeah. It, somewhere. Um, Where at? I don't know. And hopefully sure. not at right guard.
1: For a, for a guy who, who, who yeah, like we don't know where he's playing, I, I do think that it's it's interesting that we probably can guarantee that he no matter what, where he is ends up, he's probably going to play a lot of snaps even if he's a backup.
0: Right. Uh, the other veteran that we need to mention, and it's hard to call this guy a veteran, a second-year player, Matt Farniak, who the Cowboys mm-hmm. drafted in the seventh round, picked 239 last year. We really liked some of the things that we saw in the preseason. He didn't play a ton during the regular season, only 23 snaps. Uh, But we've kind of heard whispers out of Cowboys camp that the Cowboys do really like him and there's maybe a chance that he pushes Tyler Biotish for the starting job. Um, I know you like Farniak a little bit coming out of Nebraska. What are you expecting from him in year two?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, just based on what we saw, the snaps last year, he, he didn't have a ton, but the, the, the snaps he did have, he looked good. Uh, You know, obviously you take that with a heavy amount of salt because he came into a game in which the it was, you know, very well out of reach for the other team. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was more just about getting Farniak some experience there. But I thought his, the, the snaps looked good. It, Farniak is a big, athletic, strong guy who, uh, you know, you are – when when they drafted him, they were betting on his athletic upside. You know, I mean, he's he's a guy that, that you hope uh, that with that size can can still play center and play inside and give you uh, a big guy who who can play the pivot and just kind of, you know, not similar to uh, uh, to Travis Frederick necessarily because Frederick was you know it was a he was a thicker guy, but Farniak is like really big. Like I'm pretty sure he's like six four or five plus and, and, and like really yeah, pro football sized- focus has them at six six three thirty. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's large for a center. And you are seeing that a little bit more than you've seen in the past when we were kind of growing up and younger, uh, especially when I was younger, you know, I think about centers as being these, you know, the, the one guy on the offensive line who could be two eighty you know, who could be barely six foot, you know? I mean, and, we're, and, we're talking about our guy, Mark Zabnowski here, right? I, I'm, I'm mostly just talking about Mark Zabnowski, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I, I do think that that era of of them kind of tending more to undersize as opposed to the larger guys, I think you're starting to see more teams uh, take chances on bigger centers uh, and, and, and getting some success. So for the Cowboys, a team that likes to run the football a lot and likes to establish, you know, a uh, uh, physical presence up front, uh, you know, they've had problems with kind of a weaker, not just not weaker, but just smaller interior. And when you line up McGovern next to uh, uh, Biadish, you know, or you, you line up Connor Williams next to Biadish you lacked a little bit of girth there, right? So I think the idea is not only to move Tyler Smith in there, but potentially upgrade the center spot as well. And now what do you have a more stout up front? That's going to help uh, uh, establish a a clean pocket for Dak and hopefully help uh, move the ball a little bit when when running the football. So that's the thought process with trying to get Farniak some snaps. Obviously it's a brass ring that he has to go take. uh, But I think if all things are equal, Farniak has a level of athleticism and size and power that, that Biotis does not have. And, and if he could figure out a way to kind of get on the same level technique wise, I wouldn't at all be surprised if Farniak uh, took some snaps away from Biotis.
0: Yeah. He's somebody I'm really interested to see in camp, just what his body kind of looks like after uh, the, the, his rookie year, because we see this every, every year, you know, these guys come in, they're getting ready for the draft process and they're getting ready to, to try to make a team. And then, year two after they have a full season in the NFL weight room, their bodies just look different and you'll know right away. And I think there's a, there's certainly a spot on this roster for Farniak considering he can play all three interior offensive line positions and the Cowboys do like his toughness. We'll see. I I don't think he's going to beat out. Tyler Biasch certainly not by week one, but if Biasch struggles and we get midway through the season and the Cowboys are looking for potential replacements, Keep an eye on Farniak. I think worst case scenario, he's your probably what seventh or eighth offensive lineman active on game day, and you just kind of see what you know what what happens with him. But I I do like his long term outlook.
1: Short of like someone like Lindstrom, we'll, we'll talk about these guys in a sec. Lindstrom or MP coming in and really having a strong training camp, I would be pretty surprised if Farniak didn't at least make the team. You know, and, yes. and, and be part of. Of uh, of the roster this year, and, and, and at least with the idea of maybe he can grow into that position, and by next year take that spot, or you know just become a very valuable backup interior swing guy, which you can't have enough of those.
0: I agree. All right, we're going to finish up our offensive line or interior offensive line preview, but I want to tell you about our draft night, the NBA draft night. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night, which is Thursday. So if you have a favorite NBA team, like the Lakers, for example, who you still don't have a pick, but uh, make sure you subscribe right now to the Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live for NBA Draft Night. I also want to tell you guys about Bet Online, where you can bet on some NBA draft prop bets. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just a couple guys want to talk about at the bottom of the roster. These guys are just fighting for roster spots, maybe some practice squad spots. Alex Lindstrom, I know a lot of Cowboys fans were excited when they, the, the team signed him. We did a whole show on Lindstrom and James Empey. Uh, but just for people that, that missed it, uh, what kind of player is Alex Lindstrom and how does he fit into this team this year? Uh,
1: both of these guys are, are, are kind of undersized center types, right? Um, Lindstrom obviously was uh, decorated, very decorated, for, uh, coming out of B- uh, Boston College playing next to Zion Johnson. Uh, was really someone who caught my eye when I was watching Zion Johnson a lot. Uh, he's the, a guy that, you know, there's there's a little bit more, I think, athleticism with him. Uh, I mean, they're probably similarly athletic, athletic in just different ways, but I think Lindstrom is a guy that is going to, if he makes the team, he's going to be make it with your kind of impeccable uh, technique, uh, yep. a guy that has a ton of experience, that has a lot of skins on the wall in college. So he's he's someone that is going to come in uh, and, and, and just – Play, play it sound, very sound and, and provide a, 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 an option of a guy that is going to be uh, very uh, uh, technically sound be able to do exactly what you're asking him to do. He's going to know where he needs to be. He's going to know what his footwork is supposed to be. Uh, this is a guy that's you know, a, not somebody who's moving around or playing other positions. This is a guy who's played center, a ton of, diff- uh, a ton of different snaps throughout college. So he has a lot of experience specifically playing the pivot. Uh so a guy that comes in uh and you know, I mean you just don't have a lot of undrafted free agents that you feel like have the opportunity to come in uh and make a push. Uh I mean, I think he could make a push for a starting spot if he had a really, really, really good training camp. I I I I think that's not likely to happen,
0: but I guess that's what's tough for him is it's because he doesn't really have position flexibility, it's either as a starter or as a practice squad guy, right? Because yeah. Farniak's just going to be your backup. If 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 Biotis is your starter, is going to be your backup because he can play all three spots. I just don't see the Cowboys carrying a second center only on the roster.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, unless he can prove himself to play guard somehow, I, I think, you know, Lindstrom is basically, you know, tr- really making a hard push to make the roster or potentially be a practice squad and then make another push in 2023 to kind of make that starting spot. Impey, I think, has a little bit more ability to play guard and center. In fact, I wouldn't even be shocked if he ends up as a guard as opposed to a center. If you, if you look at and that That's depth kind chart, of the
0: rumors that we've been hearing is that the, he's been working a lot at guard.
1: They just don't have a ton of other guards, you know. Farniak is is a swing guy, McGovern is a swing guy, but he's playing mostly guard. They have a guy named Braylon Jones, who's you know kind of a a, a vet that they signed that is not necessarily you know he's like a one year vet. He's basically just a body. He, he was so, the
0: EFA last year out of Houston. Yep.
1: And so I I just imagine that they're going to look at MP more as kind of a guard swing guy as well, just because they need more bodies there. Uh, and yeah, I, I think he has a, a little bit his path may be a little bit different because he has position flex. Maybe that gives him a little bit more opportunity to make the team right away. But I do think that Lindstrom is the guy that has the more likely chance to end up playing significant snaps as a starter at some point. Yes. I I
0: agree. I think Lindstrom's the guy to keep an eye on here after Biotis and Farniak. He just has the best pedigree. He's the better athlete of all these guys. Um, And I think he just projects the best at center. Wouldn't be surprised, though. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys are able to stash all three of these guys on their Mm -hmm. practice squad or they pull one of these guys up just for, you know, roster manipulation or whatever. But that's a pretty deep group. I mean, I I don't think a lot of teams have a third-round pick like in Connor McGovern sitting on their bench who's got snaps and somebody like Matt Farniak who you're developing and then two guys like MP and Lindstrom. There's still a lot of question marks, you know, at left guard and center, but man, I like the depth here.
1: Here's the thing about question marks, right? Is that like the best thing that you can have for a question mark is an answer. If you have an answer, that's great. If 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 if, hey, who's playing right guard? Zach Martin. Great answer. That's awesome. If you don't have that, the next best thing you can do is have a lot of potential answers, and I think that's what the Cowboys have. Is that they have uh, three or four guys that you feel like okay, if one of these guys. You know, hopefully, it's our first-round pick is going to be the left guard. But if, if one of these other guys can kind of develop in a way that they take a jump and kind of grab that bat brass ring at either center or left guard, it, it, it's it's going to be a situation that rises the entire offensive line because it's a weakest link situation with offensive line. You, you, and
0: you, you, and so The ahead. other good thing is you know the floor here, right? Like, yeah. Yadish is a two-year starter. I, I, I don't anticipate him playing... Significantly worse than what we've seen him, you know, last year, yeah. right? You so, kind of know what he is. Yeah. You have Connor McGovern who has played snaps at left guard. If Tyler Smith is an absolute bust and cannot play, at least you have somebody with a couple years of NFL experience that knows the system. But you're hoping for
1: a lot more, and there's a potential for a lot more here as well. You've, you've, you've got answers, you just don't know how good the answers are yet. Uh, but, but the good news is, is that you have answers that could, you know, you have a pretty safe floor and then you've got a way to look at what you've got and say okay i can squint a little bit tyler smith let's say let's, let's just be optimistic tyler smith plays great and he's strong and and, and you'll hide a lot of his issues inside fantastic you know uh, uh, uh Biotis takes a step and, 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 and from last year it, and he plays at a better than average you know not quite pro bowl level right suddenly your offensive line looks really, really good. You know, you, you, you can figure – we'll talk about the tackles and all that situation, but, like, you know, I think that you look at all that and you look at the, the group overall, uh, and it's 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 easy to kind of look at last year and be, uh, you know, nervous, and it's easy to kind of look at the situation, not know exactly what you have at Tyler Smith and be like, okay, we still don't know what we have. But I think the, the point is that they have, they have the answers to the questions in-house. We just don't know. We haven't seen exactly – the, the questions being answered yeah, right I guess
0: is the best it, way to say it. exactly um I'm really curious to see how this this unit plays out or you know practices during training camp I think we'll get a pretty good feel of where they're at by the time the games start to roll around but yeah, for sure this is this is a really important group for the Cowboys success this year if Tyler Smith takes off or Connor McGovern really you know finally breaks out in year four Cowboys could be right back to having an elite offensive line that kind of carries them to the playoffs and beyond. Uh, So keep an eye on, especially the left guard and the center spot in 2022. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now make the ultimate NBA mock draft show your second listen. Uh, They've got 50 NBA insiders uh, getting ready for the NBA draft. Uh, They've got the locked-on NBA draft board that's out, five-episode show already underway. Uh, make sure you guys go check it out and make it your second listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow to answer some of your Twitter questions, so make sure you guys send those into us. You can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. See you guys next time.